cliffcentral.com. Yeah, hey, Cindy Alter. So we're talking, about, we're talking about the 80s, um, which, is, which was like, we don't mean to bring this up every time you're on the show, but the 80s were, were fantastically cool. I mean, you know. It was, I have to turn my camera on. Hold on one sec. All right, only if you're sure. There I am. Oh. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Look at you. you got all... It's the bono, like sunglasses, early morning thing. Okay. Yeah, but you, 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 you dressed. You dressed up for us. I did. I was nice. wearing my pajamas, and I thought, nah. <laughs> well, it's so funny because on Wednesday we had Randall Abrahams on, and and yes. you know Randall used to be with me on Idols, and he's he still sure. does the show. So Randall was on, but he was sitting in his car in his pajamas. Was he taking the kids to school? <laughs> I don't know what he was doing, but he was in his pajamas and like his bathrobe. And he said, yeah, it's cold. And I'm, I'm sitting here in my pajamas. You've woken me up. So it was hilarious. But you've dressed in up. His for it. In That's his car. That's very funny. No, I did dress up. I even put on some makeup. So I'm not nice. totally naked behind these glasses. So Ooh. funny. Uh, here's, a, here's a tip for anybody. If you do want to have better sound on your Zoom calls or whatever, the car is actually the best place to be. Because it's almost like a, sure. it's almost like a soundproof booth. Exactly, it would be. Yeah, could record some good songs in a car. Speaking of recording songs, you've got a new single out, right? I do, yes. And it's called "Last One Standing." Is this some kind Indeed. of? Is this some kind of <laughs> comment on how you're the last one of clout that's alive? <laughs> the rest are dead. <laughs> oh. Thank goodness they're not dead. There's only one <laughs> one of the guys that. <laughs> Gareth, I could always count on you, darling. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, you called this song "Last One Standing." What's the well, idea? You know what? I actually wrote this song about two years ago when I was sitting there and thinking to myself, am I going to be the last one standing at this age, still singing and carrying on and recording and little flag going, look at me, I'm still here, I'm still here. But you so are. You're like, when I um, wrote it. You're unstoppable because I saw you, uh, <laughs> I saw you performing on some, some like social media post the other day. I was like, Jesus, this chick does not slow down. Well, you know what, Gareth? I think I want to just do this until I can't anymore. And this is my love and my passion. And I just couldn't think of anything else to do. So imagine like just sitting at home and thinking, well, you know, what am I going to do? And just these ideas come to me. The compilation album just came to me. I thought, it's a good idea. Just put together some stuff. And then this, I thought this song is a special song. And it's funny because I think it's very relevant right now. I think we're all feeling quite isolated and kind of what's happening. Yeah, are we, yeah. we going to make it, you know? Well, so I think the song was pertinent at the time. Listen, I mean, it's a tough time for musicians because many of them depend on gigs to make a living. That's it. And, and they are. a lot of them have have really gone into a bit of a spiral. I mean, I know people who are massively, massively successful musicians who were charging like hundreds of thousands of rands for gigs up to sure a year, up to a year ago, right? And now sure do. they've got they've had no income for like twelve months. It's crazy. Nothing. And most of this this their artists have gone solo in the band because they're like, let me just try and get something going yeah. and let me just do a, a, a sort of a virtual concert or something. It's been brutal. We've been hit probably one of the hardest. I know that commercial business and restaurants and stuff have been hit hard as well. But I tell you what, the entertainment industry. I thought, I thought you were saying like your band has been hit especially hard. And I was going to go, yeah, but because you guys are fucking old. I mean, 
<laughs> Listen, I'll be on that stage with my Zimmer frame, whether you like it or not. <laughs> but you haven't had the COVID, have you? Thank God I haven't. And no. I'm surprised because I've got such a crappy immune system from the years ago of the cancer and stuff. My immune no. system is like, eh. so I'm, I'm, I've been very strong and I've, I've just been taking care of myself. I go out if I have to and I do what I need to do. I'm not terrified, but um, I'm just living my life. I think that's the only thing we can do because if we're going to die, we're going to die. We're going to die anyway eventually, but it's how we live until we die. I, so this is one of the things I like about you. And I mean, we, we often, <laughs> I'll get you on the show anytime because you're so much fun and you've got such a great energy and an outlook on life. I feel very sorry oh. for, I feel very sorry for people who don't have the kind of energy that you have because you either do or you don't, right? I mean, you probably have those days yeah. where you have to force yourself as well, but sure. you, you like being busy. You've always got stuff going on. I mean, you know, 40 years in the music business is not messing around. <laughs> and as you said, you just mentioned like you've dealt with cancer, you've, you've dealt with heartache, you've dealt with like the, the wild drugs and sex and rock and roll of the 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I love that, and and it's one of the reasons that I think a lot of people um, love you so much, and it's it's one of the reasons we like having you on the show. But how do you do it? Like, if, what do you say to people who don't have any get up and go, and they woke up this morning? You know, someone could be listening to us right now, and they woke up this morning and they're like, I don't see any point. It's boring. Life is shit. I'm not having a great time. Um, I, I I don't see any purpose in getting out of bed. What do you say to those people? Well, I tell you, everybody's got their own journey, as we know, Gareth. And firstly, thank you so much about the lovely things you said. And I will always be on your show because I just find the show delightful and always relevant. And yeah, I know. Always we, makes we really, me feel we good. really, we really are, though. I mean, <laughs> you are. You just, you, you just know you are. Absolutely. Gush, gush. And, um, <laughs> but I, I think, as I said, everybody's got their own journey, but I, I can always, find myself on those days and I look in the mirror and I say, what have you done in this life? You've given so much joy to people yeah. and everybody in this world has somehow given some joy somewhere along the line. And if you've got to, you've got to always come back to yourself. You've got to look in that mirror and go, I'm okay. I've done okay. I've contributed in some way and it's worth it. It's got to be worth it. Otherwise, um, what's the point of a life if it's not worth it in some way, even on those bad days? Have you ever sat down? Because I mean, you, you, you know, you've had a hell of a career. Have you ever sat down and like composed a little list of the things that you're proud you've done? Because people often leave that to someone else once they're dead. And I think that's very sad. Sure. Like you've got, if you wrote down, do you actually get a piece of paper and you're like, hmm, okay, 12 million, uh, 12 million singles sold? <laughs> Or because you, you have sold 12 million units in your career, which is no fucking small feat, you know? That means that some, yeah. somewhere out there, there are 12 million pieces of music with you on them that people all over the world might own. That's a cool thing to have on your CV. Wow. I'd want that on my gravestone if I were you. I'll just go 12 million, bitch. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I mean, because I, I don't think artists, yes. you know. I don't think artists <laughs> in the future are going to have that. They'll, they'll have like 12 million downloads. No. You know, you'll get like 12 million views on YouTube. Sure. But they, you didn't sell 12 million actual articles of music. Well, I think, you know, as we know so well, Gareth, times have changed. Sure. I mean, now downloads of the sort of 
order of the day, et cetera, et cetera. But funnily enough, there are still so many people that want a CD. I mean, the amount of requests as soon as this album came out was, how can we get a CD? How can we get a CD? And I'm like, wow. And if you look at the USA, country music is still the biggest, like one of the hugest Huge genres category. there. Yeah. And they still sell CDs. At every show, you've got to bring your boxes of CDs. So I don't know. Obviously, it's going to be defunct soon. But um, when you were saying, do I look at it and I, and I say, look what I've done, look what I've done, I do in a small way. I haven't written it down yet, but then I get, I've written my book mm. and I think I've put in yeah. there what I've done, you know, so it's sort of there for posterity or whatever you sure. want to call it. Um, but have you, um, I think it's, cause yes. I, I think the last time we spoke to you was when you'd written the book. What's all that stuff going on in the background of your, what, what do you got on those shelves there? Is there any memorabilia you want to share with us? What's happening um, in your, is that your, is that your office? This is my office, which it's, everything's open plan here. So like the office leads to, the bedroom oh, and the lounge downstairs oh, wow. and then that's the kitchen. Oh. So everything's kind of like, it's like a loft, you know, like an open plan. So what's, uh, what, what, so, what 80s, have you got a packet of cocaine there somewhere that you've half finished in the 80s? Oh, or? There's probably, yeah, I think so. I think I can even remember where I put it, damn it. Oh. But it's probably rock hard by now and they can't use it. Unless you want to come over for a party, man. No, you know, I've never really been big on coke. Um, no. there, there must be there must be some cool stuff. Like I think because when when we did interview you about your book, there were some really cool yes. pictures in there of like people you'd met yes. and places you'd been and all the rest of it. Um, I've got some insane pictures, and I was just looking. I've got this. Um, the inside of my new CD is something. It's something to behold because the record company did a collage. Oh, wow. Look at that. Jesus. Of all my stuff since so cool. 1978. So there's Cloud stuff. There's Zia. There's Solo. There's Alter Irving. There's everything I've done. But I think that's pretty much Since 1978. It. I mean, Leanne and I weren't yeah. even born. That's <laughs> I know. Incredible. That's weird. Hey? Sia definitely wasn't oh, no. even born. Sia's parents probably And Leanne and I didn't say hello to you. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> so, no, yeah. You, um, it, is a, it is a long career, but I mean... Like, sure has had a long career, and she's older than me. She's in her 70s. Sure is so old. I think <laughs> wasn't sure so old as wasn't sure there when, like, the universe began. <laughs> when the dinosaurs were still roaming the earth. <laughs> I, I think I think sure probably is older than Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> but you see, the thing is that she's preserved herself. I... I haven't done any of the face stuff yet, but oh, you thinking I've, about it? No, <laughs> I'm not thinking about it yet. I, the thought of needles in my face freaks me out uh. so badly. Doesn't it freak you out? Yeah, I'm, don't you? I'm, I mean, I'm someone putting fan. needles in my face, it's like <gasps> ooh, I can't even think about it. So I'm just sort of letting it all just go wherever it goes. But I do drink formaldehyde, and that helps oh, a lot. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's, well, I that's mix it with tequila. No kidding. Jeez, imagine that. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Maldehyde and tequila. That's like the, uh, that's Shur's the sec- ultimate bomb. That's Shur's, like- Shur's secret potion. <laughs> My secret potion. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, I mean, the new single's out, so people can yes. can go. Where can they get it? Is it only on CD for like people who, you know, music had closed down last weekend, right? Yes. You, you still Wasn't C- that sad? You know, something. Well, I was in LA when they closed Tower Records. Oh. That was like what the. Uh, oh my God! That's Tower terrible. Records was a an icon, mm. and that felt like something huge. And that was years ago. That was at least almost twenty years ago. And I thought, oh, is this the future of music? So, music closing for us in South Africa, it's it's pretty big, you know. It's a sign of the times, and it shows us we we're going to have to move along, you know. So, how do I buy your song? Well, it's on all the all the platforms, of okay, course, like right. you know, iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. I wasn't, I was gonna, also, I wasn't gonna embarrass you by going. Does Cindy <laughs> Nardi use like Apple Music and shit like that? <laughs> well, like, no, you can go I to her. She's, she set do, up a I'm, she I'm set a up a table. Tech, she set up a table in Ethel <laughs> Oakland's Road, and you can go and like get the CDs and get them signed. <laughs> I do have that too. I've got them in the back of my car. I sell from the back of my car. Right. The books. Yeah, I've got yeah. CDs. Damn if right. anybody wants anything, just stop me on the road and say, hey, Cindy, can we buy? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Oh, yeah, I'll sign it shit. for you. I've got yeah. a special pen I'm selling some shit. Who needs some stuff? <laughs> it's very Jewish as well. Darling, come yeah. to my car. Let me show you what I got. There we go. Why not? So Tracy says, um, Sure has had so much plastic surgery that she's definitely not biodegradable. <laughs> that is scary. She, I mean, lots of plastic is definitely not biodegradable. No, hell no. So, okay, I just want to talk a little bit about your career for, for a minute and be serious about sure. this because okay. um, you did Waiting for the Winds, Waza Moya, which was, um, you, that's going to appear for the first time in digital format, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And no Zia stuff ever went digital. So that's pretty big. So yeah. Tell us about Zia. What what was that? Cause <gasps> was that after Clout? After Clout, I um, I joined a band. We started a band and we made it. Uh, it was called Syndicate. And then Syndicate sort of morphed into something else. And then I did Cindy Alter Band. And Cindy Alter Band became Zia. It was the time. It was the mid-80s. Things were changing, and we wanted to be part of the change. So it was one of the first multiracial bands, along with Johnny Clegg and then, um, of course, Mango Group. And, yeah, PJ was doing the hotline thing. So it was around that time. We were working in the townships. We were screaming and toying, of course, and, um, you know, we we wanted freedom for all. We really did. And we believed in it, and that we must have wrote been, these That must have been songs. such a cool time. I mean, like, it was brilliant. Because you, it was brilliant. You musicians <laughs> were, in some ways, you know, we we credit people like um, Johnny Clegg and Hugh Masekela and Marie Makeba, and, yeah. and you know, with with the cultural revolution that took place and that that started making it impossible for the old apartheid government to keep doing what they were doing. So you, you almost you almost felt like you were. Freedom fighters in some way, right? Absolutely, and we were. I mean, my phone was being tapped. I was being watched. I was wearing a Kosati T-shirt one day on stage. The police came and said, take that off. And I said, well, would you like me to have just my boobs out? Because that's what's going to happen. They freaked out. So (laughs) I eventually ended up having to turn it inside out. It's so lucky. It wasn't funny. It's so lucky for you (laughs) that in the 80s we couldn't send each other like – pictures on our phones because no you, you, would have been, baby. you would have been in big <laughs> shit in those days right 
<laughs> I would have been in trouble. Yeah. But I think it was a very pertinent time, and, and I was very proud to be part of that. Um, it was something, you know. And But look at all the musicians of all times. They've always been the storytellers. They've always been the revolution makers. Yeah. Bob Dylan and all those guys, Joan Baez in the Vietnam War, you know, all protest songs, man. You know, that's what we were writing about. We were writing like, are the children coming home? Or are you killing everybody? You know, yeah. this kind of thing in song. So it was acceptable, you know. You know, I also think um, at that time it must have been pretty wild because you guys were all in a small community of musicians. and Everybody yes. knew each other. Uh, yes, we did. Nowadays, people don't know each other. They don't know who. It's so true. You know, like you, you knew all the other big musicians in the 1980s, and you guys would hang out together, and you would you would party together, and you'd support the yeah. same political causes, and you'd write music together. And now, like people are so um, split. Yeah, so separated out. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's changed a lot because in those days we would all party in the same places or go to the clubs and hang out and late night at plum crazy till five in the morning right. and then end up on the pavement at High Point eating chicken from Fontana, you know, <laughs> and saying, Hey man, how's it going? Like, cool. Don't go to, don't go to Hillborough now and you won't find Fontana either. No. So we were all hanging out and we were all on the same shows. There was a Rand show. They used to book, uh, King Louis used to book us all on those shows and we used to do concert in the park example all those big shows we were all together and how's it how are you doing oh i like your new song and it was very much more camaraderie nowadays i mean i i think i met con from the, the politics, politones yeah. like once in my life yeah you know i'm just saying that it, we are so it's spread different. out and everybody i think people are very secular that i wanted to, it's mine I, I, I don't want to share it's this. Selfish. You, know? um, you, you used to also do lots of collaborations. I don't know if people are still doing a lot of those. Have you done any recently? Um, I haven't done any recently. I can't even remember the last one I did. Daniel Barron was a really beautiful oh, yeah. collaboration. I did a song with him, and he'd written about his uh, cousin, I think, who passed from cancer. So um, this this. Uh, song that I did was recorded and produced by Neil Solomon. Yeah. Who's also been, wow, a stalwart of our industry. And Mark Beeling played the guitars. Mark Beeling, so, what a talented guitarist that guy yeah, is, huh? Shit. You know, so I still like to use people in the industry that I know can do the job. Good for you. All right, so the voice is still good. You're still producing yeah. music. What are you? Yes. What are you gonna do if you if you you end up like sounding really shit at let's say in your eighties eventually when you run out of energy? Don't <laughs> sound like this. What are you um, gonna do then? I will definitely still keep writing songs because that's like my true love. Yeah. I will always write songs. I'll probably publish a book of poetry. I'm putting together a whole bunch of my lyrics of my songs because people say, oh, God, that line moved me. Oh, that line told the story of my life. So I want to put together things like that. So I've still got things to do and uh, go back to Europe again. I've been touring Europe the past few years. And once that opens up, I just want to keep doing that. And as you said, when I can't anymore, maybe I'll teach 
Um, well, I do some vocal coaching anyway, and maybe write another book. You, you know, you could Who always, you, yeah, you could always like write songs for other people too. That's that's you know. what I love too. I love that. I have done that in the past, and will continue to do that. I well, absolutely adore it. Listen, we love uh, speaking to you, and 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 Thank good luck, you. good luck in in the rest of lockdown, <laughs> however long this crap lasts, and stay away from the COVID. We don't want you to succumb to the COVID like so many other people. No. And, and uh, people must go out and get Last One Standing by Cindy Alter. You can get it on all the different platforms. And uh, it sounds like a great song. I listened to it uh, yesterday. See, I sent me a Thank you very oh, much. Nice. And to you guys, always for supporting me. Um, you know, I'm like sort of not accepted in some of the radio stations because you, you're sort of not our genre. You know what you know I'm what? saying? It's like so, old just, school this is your, and all this that is stuff. Your, this is your chance to say fuck you to them. Go for it. <laughs> Well, I don't want to say fuck you because um, you who knows? Me. Come one on. of them might pop up and say, hey, I'm going to play your song. Say, say it now. But, say it. Say it. You know? say it. All those people are not going to play my song. Come on. How often do you get Gareth, a chance? you're like, such a good shitster. I love that uh, about you. How darling. often do you – because you musicians used to have to – Suck radio dick in order to get your songs on, right? You used to have to yeah, beg. We have always had to do something right. like that. You always had to beg the program director or the music Indeed. compiler, and you had to sample these people, and they never ever even acknowledged Indeed. receiving your music. And now, just like the music business has changed, broadcasting has changed, and nobody cares who program directors are. They're all losers. So you can say now, <laughs> finally, after all this time, I don't care. After all these times, for those of you that don't support there we go. your own local music. Yes. Okay. Radios that don't support yes. local music. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Oh, okay. You're being very diplomatic. But I'm being you. very diplomatic because my, my father was listening and he doesn't like it when I swear. Oh, <laughs> then, he's, then he's really not going to like my show. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right. Oh, that came out again. Let's clean All right. This up. We'll we'll clean this up and edit. Don't worry. Thanks. Please don't. Please right. don't. Let it let it go. Thank you so much Thanks, again. Cindy. Really, I mean it. I'm right. I'm not uh, sucking dick right now. Oh, but sure. I okay. do appreciate your dad's, your dad's gonna love that. You guys. Although it's, a, it's how a old is your dad? <laughs> My dad's ninety this year. Ninety years yes. old. Didn't he date sure? <laughs> Excellent. Spot on. All right. Spot on. Cheers, he wishes Cindy. he dated sure. And, and <laughs> he you're... still looks at woman. He's like, and... oh, look at that. Look at that. I'm like, Dad, what are you going to do with her if you get her? Your surname, I mean, your surname in Yiddish means old. That's correct. I was born old. Yeah. <laughs> so your dad is, is Alta Kaka Alta. <laughs> Right? Well, he always likes to say, I was born an altar, so I'm an altar cuckoo my whole life. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, lovely to speak to you. Keep well. Thank you so much, everybody. Right. Have a great day. And, and you. Really appreciate it. Cheers, Cheers everybody. There she is. Cindy Alter. Cliffcentral.com.